0: Dit is De Rousseau Radio. De enige echte podcast van KVM Media over de Groningse basketbaltrots Donar. Met Klaas-Jan Terveen, Bas Kammerga en Yannick Masson. This is the Uso Radio Extra with a special guest because he's from America. We will do this one in English. His name is Austin Luke, our number one. We will talk live basketball and whatever comes to the podcast table. Enjoy. And a warm welcome to you, Austin Luke. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Just, uh, you know, talk a little hoops and, uh, you know, whatever comes up. And whatever comes up um yannick yeah first of all a big disappointment
1: <laughs> well, we were talking about uh yeah <laughs> we were talking about i was talking about before that austin is from dallas maybe he's a maverick as well <laughs> like i am uh, i let you down huh no nah, you didn't let me down uh just a small small disappointment, small disappointment. <laughs> L- like i said as i've gotten older I- i've probably grown to appreciate the
2: mavs a little bit more love luca yeah. um so they're they're up there for me they're not my favorite but uh they're
1: probably top top three or four favorite teams so
0: it's getting better there it's we go getting <laughs> better.
1: no more tears yannick no but when you're, when you're when you're younger as well uh the lakers of course with kobe Bryant back in the days yeah for sure That, that was that's who i was, was that's team. who i
2: was rolling with yeah mm-hmm. um it's hard. It's kind of hard, and especially with the Mavs kind of being rivals with them, um, especially
1: during that time,
2: for, for sure. Jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So, sorry to let you down. It's okay. They're, they're, it's okay. they're in my top five, for sure. <laughs> now it's top five. Yeah. <laughs> now it's top five. There <laughs> are uh, teams getting
1: into the
3: conversation uh, right now. I'm thinking a little
1: bit,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Top five, top five. And also in the studio, of course, uh, Bas Kamenga. Yeah. Austin didn't let me down uh, last Sunday, so uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exactly. still happy. He didn't let anybody down last Sunday.
0: <laughs> because uh, uh, when you are hearing this podcast, it's uh, a week or so, or so uh, after the cup final, We won, and uh, well, before we dive in to your life and where you grew up and your uh, career path, let's talk a little bit cup final, because it was amazing, wasn't it?
2: Unbelievable. Seriously, um, I was telling you guys earlier, I've been re-watching plays over pictures, seeing them, and I still get chills. Uh, Just the atmosphere was amazing. Um, So many amazing fans, loud fans. Uh, even for Den Bosch fans, too, making it the atmosphere that it was. And we just feel, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to come out to victory and bring the cup back to again. Um, but just can't say enough, what, a, what an amazing night overall. Um, I think even for Dutch basketball in general, it was, it was a really big, really big game. And, uh, yeah, very happy that we brought uh, the cup home.
0: People said uh, afterwards that it was a commercial for Dutch basketball.
2: It, it seemed like it. It almost seemed scripted a little bit because it was just like, it was so close, the whole game. Nobody could really pull away. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I, there was some video recaps of it, and it, like you said, it kind of looked like an advertisement a little bit. I, yeah. I hope it does get to that point where, you know, people are getting excited about the Netherlands basketball, and um, yeah, great night, I think, overall.
1: There was this um, one, like, compilation video shot from behind the baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that a guy that filmed that, that you know? Yeah. yeah, it was, uh, so, um, for Yoast United, they yeah. have a media, um, a guy
2: that uh, does video recaps, uh, Wesley, and um, he has his own video production company, 824 Productions, yeah. and uh, he does a really, really good job, um, does a recap for every single game for Yoast, and then he just got hired by the Basketball Federation of the Netherlands, and so he travels with the national team when they go and they play, and yeah. then he was, he had to... Uh, one of his jobs was to make a video for the game on Sunday.
1: This, this one was absolutely beautiful. It starts right. out with like uh, the law play from the uh, pick and roll with you uh-huh. and, uh, and the Wobo. Yeah, uh, and it, it gets it.
0: Yeah, it gets really. It's, intense. it's, it's great. Really great. It's yeah. great.
2: Uh, great video. The, he has really good um, uh, quality products that he yeah. uses, and you can tell he's he's very into it. And he, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, one of my friends, and he does it. He does a really good job.
1: Yeah. So for everybody that hasn't seen that, listening to the podcast. Look it up. It's on the Instagram of the um,
2: uh, basketball Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Why did Donar uh, won that game, Austin?
2: It's hard to say. Um, I think you know, both teams could have won. I think it was one of those games, and um, I think we made. Obviously, we had the home crowd. I think that helped, but um, I think we just made one or two more plays than they did. I think they were up five um maybe maybe 4 or 5 minutes left and they had a possession where uh Price missed a wide open 3 they got mm-hmm. the offensive rebound price missed another open 3 offensive rebound and then maxuni wide open in the corner missed a wide open 3 and it was just like at that moment to me it was like man like we really have to take advantage of this cuz if they make one of those it's going to be pretty tough for us down 8 you know four whatever minutes however many minutes were left but um we I think we just made a few more plays down the stretch and uh, kind of willed it to victory behind the behind the crowd and the energy they gave us. So it's hard to tell, but uh, yeah, I think I think we just made a couple more plays.
0: When you look at this experience, this atmosphere, is it comparable to anything you ever experienced in in Europe or at college?
2: Um, definitely not in Europe. Um, I. I maybe a couple games in college i think uh my i didn't play as much so i wasn't directly involved i made played maybe 10 minutes but we played uh my conference championship game when i was a sophomore we played against cameron payne and murray state and they were top 25 in the country really really good team hadn't lost i think 18 straight games they won and uh we made a buzzer beater at the buzzer to go to the NCAA tournament and then also the NCAA tournament we played virginia and so there was twenty thousand there, maybe something like mm. that to, to watch that. So, um, as far as the energy and the and the how loud it was in there, I don't think it can. I don't think it can be compared. Well, twenty thousand fans. That's <laughs> yeah, but and then
0: you have to feel the Euroborg, the the football stadium. for yeah. the for the <laughs> for, for the for
2: the NCAA tournament games. There's a bunch of, uh, of course, you have your fans for both teams, but yep. it's a bunch of mutual, uh, ne- yeah, neutral fans that yeah. are they just want to watch basketball in their mm. region. Yes. Because it's all at mutual sites, so uh, and it's usually not in an NBA city. Not
1: for the first couple of rounds, exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah. So it, you know, it was great atmosphere for sure, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the same. The same electric feeling that we had on Sunday. I don't think I've ever
3: played anything quite like that. And what, what's the capacity of your uh, your college? How many people? Uh, put, maybe uh, fit there?
2: maybe four four or five thousand. Okay, uh, is, uh, about, comparable.
3: about the same. Yeah, yeah about yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: we had a, a few games where we had it sold out. Yeah. and it was uh, it was a nice atmosphere. So. Like I said, Sunday I think will be hard to beat for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe we can beat it again this year. One, at one, final, of the
1: one final thing about Sunday. What I found especially interesting is that uh, we talked to Jan Stallman uh, after the game. Um, and he talked about all the preparation and that. How much preparation was there for this game and how important was that in the end result?
2: Oh, uh, It was for me per, like me individually that's one of my biggest advantages you know i'm not the fastest guy or the most athletic guy, but I try to have the advantage uh with the i q and and trying to be prepared as I can be so especially being out for a long time, I kind of had March twentieth written on my calendar that I really wanted to play, so yeah it was it was a lot and you know we know we kind of we know each other pretty well. I think Den Bosch would probably say the same yeah uh knowing a lot of the stuff we run, what guys can do, their tendencies um and that's why it was kind of a low-scoring game. I think kind of ugly-ish. I would say, but it's just it's super physical in those games. Both teams want to win so bad, and uh, it kind of comes down to just who can make who can make plays. And we were we were lucky enough to make plays. Yeah.
0: Well, we had a great experience, and uh, we did, yeah. And now we have hunger for more. <laughs> we do too. We do too. We're right there with you guys. So <laughs> hey, let's talk a, a little bit more, Austin Luke. Uh, Austin Luke born in Roulette 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 Texas yeah oh, I, it's so difficult always Rowlett
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> in it's uh, a smaller suburb city of Dallas maybe 10 or 15 minutes from downtown Dallas um, grew up in that area pretty much my whole life uh, moved to a couple different houses but mm-hmm. uh, same same
0: area mostly how did you grow up? Uh, what what kind of ha- household?
2: Uh, so my uh, parents got divorced when I was uh, middle school, I think. So maybe 11, 12. Mm. Um, and that was tough on me, but uh, also made me tougher um, mm. in those moments. And especially at that age, kind of growing up. Um, and it's been something that's nice now, kind of just, you know, kind of getting... Uh, when I go home, I get to see both of them. And so... Um, yeah. Do something. they still live in? They live. In uh, they live about an hour from each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I go home, it, it makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. than if they were, uh, you know, across the country from each other. So, um, yeah, grew up until then in a, in the same household. I have one sister, older sister. Um, big basketball household. My dad was a as a coach, high school coach for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, mom played. Mom and dad both played college basketball. Um, so grew up just loving basketball and uh being around it all the time and just kind of carried over into you know the rest of my life
0: (laughs) yeah because how uh how did you wind up in basketball and why not another sport or no sports yeah I, i played
2: baseball uh pretty pretty heavily until seventh or eighth grade um but like i said my dad was a coach and i just loved being around his team um just shooting even though i couldn't really shoot trying to take all of my power to get the ball up to the 10-foot basket um so just being around it from that age and just fell in love with it um and now you know i'm I'm, i call myself a basketball fanatic because i'm always watching you know any game it doesn't matter what level if it's low level if it's if it's high level i love just watching basketball and um yeah it's it's obviously
0: been a big part of my life yeah what kind of sports is it for you basketball is it is it is it tough to learn
2: uh maybe it's hard for me to say because i've just been around it for so long and uh, uh my knowledge of it is probably a little bit higher than the average person but uh i think so <laughs> i think you know it's pretty free-flowing it's uh you know there's a lot of scores it's it's high scoring compared to like soccer where you get maybe one or two goals in a game maybe nine so um I think it's a little bit entertaining and, you know, you can kind of catch on a little easier if for, for a beginner that doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, if I think. can
1: say something about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I haven't played exactly. basketball myself. Okay. Uh, I was, growing up, I was, my dad is a, uh, was my soccer coach and all that. So okay. that, I played soccer. Um, but when I started getting older and I started liking basketball, the difficult thing about understanding basketball might be. when you start getting more into the tactical side of it. So everybody can see you need to put the ball through the hoop, but especially on defense, Uh that might be really tough to learn. For sure. For sure. Like guarding the ball screens, uh, you know, how you guard different
2: actions. Yeah. Uh, As you get to higher up levels, that stuff, even for us, can get kind of complicated. Yeah. The biggest question in basketball on defense is how to guard the pick and roll. And there's, thousands of different ways to do yeah. it. and Because the you know. pick
1: and roll is like the play that happens over and
2: over and exactly. over and yeah. over. Exactly. Over. Yeah. So, you know, even we don't have answers for that still. Yeah. If, if we did, we'd be geniuses and there's no right or
3: wrong way. It's it's all just,
2: you know, base of opinions. It's so, more like,
3: yeah. like a chess game, yeah? Exactly. When, when we meet Den uh, again uh, later on in the season, yeah, yeah. you have a uh, next level and over there. Exactly. Have, They're yeah. going to have probably new plays they run mm-hmm. and we'll probably have new plays we yep. run and
2: yeah, it'll be, a, honestly, it might be even a completely different game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, after your high school um, period you um, uh, went to belmont university yep belmont university nashville tennessee how how did that went uh how how did you wind up in at belmont university uh it's you know i looking back i don't feel like i was that good
2: at basketball Mm -hmm. when i was in high school and so i felt you were
1: like one of the top Uh, level players at your high school right and your region as well yes yeah yeah yeah, but looking at how
2: how kids that age are now i just feel like they're so much better than me um Mm -hmm. than i was Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i was just i felt very fortunate to get a chance to play college basketball get my get my school paid for um help my parents out in that aspect um so uh, yeah in in america we play aau it's like summer basketball and, um, uh, my dad was my coach cause I didn't go to his high school. So we were actually rivals mm-hmm. in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was able to coach me in the summers because of that. And so, uh, just playing through that, I got, you know, I was having some success and, um, uh, 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 some scouts were coming to my games and played right in front of the right scout, played good in front of the right scout. And, uh, you know, went on a visit, all that, all that stuff that goes on into the college, uh, college basketball recruiting and uh they they offer me a scholarship and
0: it's talents and it's a bit of luck
2: for sure for sure uh i don't know if you tell there's a bunch of stories of of like John ja morant ja morant was uh like not recruited at all and he was in some back gym playing just for fun and a coach happened to walk in to buy some candy or something and happened to see him and that's how he got <laughs> no. to his college so and now he's it, one of the best players in the nba exactly mm-hmm. exactly so uh so yeah it's it, it's you'd have to be fortunate for sure and and you know I feel very fortunate to be able to get that opportunity and that's really where I think really where my basketball career took off, where I really learned how to play. We had a legendary coach uh Rick bird, eight hundred wins uh just absolute legend really taught me uh like how to play basketball, what I was looking for the the specifics the details everything's very detail oriented and those things matter so um really, really important for my growth as a player and uh yeah. definitely wouldn't be where I am today if I would have went to another college, you, uh, I don't think.
1: You started out with a
2: redshirt year, I believe. Why was that? Yeah, like I told you guys, like I I wasn't I wasn't ready. I, mm. I honestly as a as a nineteen year old kid playing against uh twenty two, twenty three year olds. Yeah. We had a really good point guard. Um and I was just kind of I you know I was skinny. I wasn't that fast. Uh, you know, I wasn't very confident. Um so I really struggled and it was just best for me to to get a free year to to get bigger, uh learn what the coach wants, learn how to play at this level, everything starts to slow down and uh the by far the best thing I ever did for sure. I mean it just, there's no harm in it, you know. If you're not gonna play, you get a free year, and mm-hmm. you still get your four years yep. of college after yep. that. Yeah. So it's like to me, it was a no brainer for sure, yeah, especially because we had a really good point guard in front of us.
3: Yeah, who
1: was the point guard of uh, his name is
2: Reese Chamberlain. He's uh he he didn't go up, end up playing afterwards, but really really good college player.
1: Yeah, because I looked at your college career and the, the guys you played with, you played with like Ian Clark. Inclined uh, wound up at Golden State Warriors. Yeah, won NBA championship. NBA there. champion.
2: Uh, yeah. Dylan Windler Dylan got Winner. drafted in the first round two years ago. Two of my really good friends, uh, really really good people, r- have taught me how to be a professional as I've grown. In, you know, different levels of professional, but like you know, still yeah. um, really people I look up to a lot. Um, I've got a, a friend playing in first league France, playing at a really high level. Uh, played college with the Egekeze. Yeah. yeah. so I've I've, played, I've had some really good teammates. Been very fortunate.
1: Yeah, how was your uh, your your bond with Amonze during that time?
2: Me and Amonze are super 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 close. Uh, yeah, we came in. So he's one year younger than me, but because I redshirted, we ended up going four years together. Um, just an amazing person, a great teammate, such a such a amazing competitor, always wanting to win. Uh, will do whatever role it takes to win. Um, you know, you don't find many guys like that, especially, you know, as a pro, you're, you're supposed to look out for yourself some too, but he's so, he's just so locked in on, uh, on the team and what the team needs from him. And so he plays hard every day and, uh, somebody I'll go to battle with any day for sure.
1: Yeah. Now you guys in, um, at Belmont, you guys, you played uh, the NCAA double tournament that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Virginia, I watched that the whole of that game. I've watched back when you okay. came to uh, when you signed with Donor right. I, I started watching like old games of all the players that come in. Yeah, I look totally different. Huh? You look totally different. You <laughs> yeah. played uh, I think 10, I'm, ten or 9, 11. 9 or yeah, yeah, nine or ten, something like that. Yeah. Um, but you get played against Malcolm Brogdon there, that mm-hmm. Virginia team. They were really, really talented. Almost <laughs> really took them talented. out. And one of the things I really want to know, there's one guy on that team. Craig Bradshaw. Craig Bradshaw. Yeah. Where is he? Um, so he played two year, two or three
2: years in uh, in Germany. Um, played, played decent, but just didn't love the lifestyle of living over here. Um, yeah. I still keep pretty Being close to him. Being pro in Europe. Yeah. Exactly. Being by yourself. He's a big family guy. Um, so... He just decided it was better off to to not continue playing, and yeah. uh, he one of the most talented scorers I've I've ever played yeah, with if, for sure.
1: If anybody watches that game back, he, he <laughs> that is was amazing, yeah, at an insane level for in sure. That game. Great was, scorer, yeah. great scorer. And,
3: and when you uh, go back to to America, what are your options then? Uh, um, if you want to keep uh, being pro, so. F- for me uh in the summers you mean? In the summers when I'm No, no, well, no, I this uh, this Brett show guy.
2: Oh, he just well, no, he's just uh he quit it. Uh, co- yeah, he just coaches. Oh, oh, yeah. He coaches basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, there's other than the NBA and the G League, there's not mm. there's not many opportunities no, no. um so yeah, he's just he's just coaches and is li- living, he's engaged uh oh, yeah. fiance and so he's getting married this summer and he's li- he's living that life. He's loving it too. Yeah, so yeah. Well,
0: it's interesting what you're uh that you're talking about. Uh, the people that are important for you mm-hmm. during that that ride, mm-hmm. and have we talked to uh, Mark Sanderson about that? What's important in your life? What what keeps you going? Mm-hmm. Uh, for for him, it was it was uh, God, it was family. Sure. Uh, uh, can you explain something about that? What 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 keeps you on the right track?
2: I'd, I'd say the same for me. My faith, my faith in God. Um, my m- you know my family. My mom was at this game on Sunday, and that gave me the extra push. Um. Because she hasn't, you know, she it was, it's a big trip to come from America for here for three or four days, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, th- a lot of the same, a lot of the same. I, I, my faith is really important to me. Mm. Um, it's kind of how I've kind of stayed positive through this all, knowing that everything that's happening is happening for a reason. And um, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so, um, yeah, my, my family's really big. Uh, you know, I have, I have a little niece my, my sister's daughter, who I'm really close with, and phone calls with her every now and then, uh, just gives me a little upbeat. So they keep me going for sure.
0: Well, will be a big group in the city church here because I invited uh, <laughs> uh, Marcus it. Uh, it. Uh, Marcus <laughs> over to my church. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we have translation there. All right, let's so do it. it will. <laughs> let's get it together. Yeah, Klaus is,
2: class is
1: uh, a Christian uh, a Christian believer. Okay. And uh, he goes to uh, a very big church here. So okay. if, if you guys want to come, he's more than happy. I believe to, uh, right. to take it's like, right. it like to
2: our it mega church. Absolutely, uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We we'll have to set it
1: up. <laughs>
0: that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, so it's 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 about that. It's about family. It's about belief. Mm-hmm. Belief also in yourself. Um, were there any difficult moments t- during that period uh, in in uh, in college?
2: Uh, yeah. I remember having times where I called my dad and being like, I don't, I don't think I'm good enough. Like, I don't think this is for me. Um, and he was like, oh, you got it. Like you're there for a reason. Like they recruited you there for a reason. You have so much time. Just keep on, keep on doing what you can do, controlling what you can control. Um, and then I got pretty, I got pretty lucky. Like we talked about getting lucky. My, my sophomore year, the person I was in competition with transferred so then it was my starting point guard spot and maybe i wasn't ready but you know in those times you kind of learn on you know on the go you don't yeah. have a choice if you're out there either you're going to be bad or you're going to be good but at least you're going to learn through it all and so uh it was big for me to get that opportunity and in, in those uh you know i was playing 30 minutes a game uh and just learned a lot got so much better um just every the game just started really slowing down for me as i yeah. got older and older and older um so yeah, there was definitely some tough times, but uh, you know, it comes with it, I think.
3: And and study wise, what uh what did you do? Business
2: administration. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, so just kind of went with a very uh a very broad uh, major and you know, I think if I'm done when I'm done playing, I want to coach, so maybe I'll never use that, but uh it's at least nice to have in the back pocket, especially at a prestigious uh college like Belmont.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you uh took the took the gamble is that the right phrase to say you came to europe
2: yeah no I, like i you know i tell my story like this a lot of times when okay. i was when i was in high school um i felt very fortunate to get a college scholarship and then when i got to when i got there i was just i felt lucky to be there i was happy to be on the team um, just, just happy to be along for the ride. Then, as I got you know more and more minutes and started playing better and better, they told me I could play pro. And once again, just happy to have that opportunity. Um, so yeah, once when they told me I had a, when I had a chance to do that, I, I for sure wanted to give it a try. Never knowing where it would end up, um, but here I am, still f- uh, yeah, four years later, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, take us back to the moment you uh, went on the plane to Latvia.
2: Yeah. Uh, super, super nervous uh, Didn't really know what to expect Had never heard of Latvia
0: That, that <laughs> yeah. was the, the, the next question Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah I
2: knew, uh, you know I knew it was like over there in uh, in Eastern Europe But um, we're not really, you know America in general We don't really know much about European geography as it is uh, Hate to say it But like we should we should learn a little bit more about that in schools um, So yeah, I wasn't too familiar just really nervous. Really, I was excited too, but just didn't know what to expect at all.
0: No, no. And then you came to to Latvia. Um, am I saying this right? You got released after six games. Yeah, it's really high
2: level. Uh, VTB is the Russian. They play in the Russian league. Yeah. Kimki Cheska Moscow. Uh, just really high level. Especially
1: was that when uh, Theodosic also played. Uh, is uh, Alexi
2: Fed was with yeah. Cheska mm-hmm. Alexis or, uh, yeah. or with uh, with Kimki? Yeah. Um, Cheska had um, a lot of the same guys they have now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was a high level, and like I said, I I just wasn't I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't confident enough. Mm-hmm. Um, got cut after uh, th- three or four months, and then signed in Germany uh, for the rest of that season. And didn't honestly a, little, a lot of the same. Didn't wasn't confident. Didn't uh, didn't play the best. I was playing off the ball a lot, which it, it, anybody that knows me knows I, I'm I. point guard playing in the pick and roll not Mm -hmm. really i I can i can shoot it i can score it if i need to but not really what i do best so a little bit out of position and uh yeah
0: and was it a difficult time for you because it it wasn't the, the the big success you hoped for yeah
2: it was uh it was it was tough and you know having to kind of think about if this is what i really want to do getting bounced around from team to team for a while, but I felt like I didn't really give it my best shot. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't confident. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't a leader. Like I know that I am internally. I wasn't portraying that. Um, I was kind of just a little bit timid um, in my first three teams I was on, just, just not really being myself kind of, they put me in this box as a, as a passer. And this is what you do and this is all that you do. And so in college, that's what I did and it was appreciated, but, as a pro, you can do whatever you want, but if they're going to look at your stats at the end of the day, and if you know if they're not good, if you're one of two Americans and you're not putting up the numbers that you need to, then they're just going to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of finding balance between, you know, obviously I'm a team first guy, um, but also kind of you know kind of being selfish a little bit to a certain point where I have to produce to continue my career I have to you know I, I, within helping the team you also have to produce as a player so yeah. it was a tough balance especially at that really high level in, in Latvia um, trying to find that at a young age but learned so 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 much as I've gotten older different situations um, just kind of learning it's okay to be myself and embrace you know some people think I, I'll even tell you I'm a little bit crazy on the basketball course sometimes I lose my mind uh, super competitive and I tried to hide that early on and so just kind of Uh, just owning up to that and kind of being who I am and uh, it's kind of been the best for me over the past two
0: years. So it isn't the search for uh, playing good basketball it's also a search for being a good person and trying to be the best version of yourself. Absolutely
2: absolutely that's one of the things I tell people all the time is like a lot of guys can play basketball right a lot there's a lot of talented basketball players but the more that you can do the other things treat people right um, you know be a good teammate be a good person off the court I think all that stuff adds up and I think people take notice of that more than more than we realize.
0: I think that's something, and uh, i look to you guys, <laughs> that's something we can learn from the American way of doing stuff or not yeah, as Europeans. Uh, yeah, but also, uh, I mean, we're coming to
1: Latvia and then after a couple of months you get released and you sign back up in Germany. Uh, there can't be too cultures are there can be but there are two cultures that are very far apart so yeah that also doesn't help i mean there's no there's no one america there's no one europe and when you come as a young kid into europe that must be really tough as well like absolutely you got all, two cultures all, that are really all of far it apart. was a
2: big big culture shock um yeah like, like you said it was it took some adjusting uh trying to figure all that stuff out while also trying to figure out how to
1: stop playing basketball bad is yeah. it, it's tough it's tough to be as yourself a, again on the basketball exactly court. what exactly. was coaching like by the way at those two teams because uh, that's also a coach's role right like- yeah the, the the the
2: in Latvia with Vef Riga, it was a a good coach he believed in me um we had another american point guard so my my opportunities were very limited which i didn't really understand like i felt like i'm a i'm a rookie you're gonna bring me in and not really give me a chance. It's like, you know, why'd you bring me in if you're gonna if you're gonna make me the backup or yeah. whatever the case may be? So I didn't understand that, but he he really believed in me, and you know, I have no um, ill feelings towards that situation or, or really any of my situations at all. I think it all got me where I needed to be. But the coaching was 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 good for the most yeah. part. It's just uh, you know, it's a business at
1: the end of the day. It's yeah, and not, and not everybody can give you the the key to unlocking yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to do that yourself. You have sometimes. to figure
2: out how to do that within. The keys that they give you you know they'll give you as some coaches will give you a lot some coaches will give you a little but you have to find out how to be successful in that and whatever they give you you have to you have to figure it out yourself
1: yeah um afterwards you went to spain right spain was that like the place where you could really start to be a pro basketballer yet
2: or (laughs) not really the opposite actually probably the hardest the most confined that i was um it was an interesting place, Malia Spain is yeah. uh, it's actually a Spanish city on the coast of Africa, yeah yeah um, so uh, to begin with, already just a culture shock again, yeah. um, and then just you know I, because it was in Africa, uh, it took me a while to get my my paperwork, my visa, so I got out there in like uh, like late October when the rest of the team got out there in August. I was out of shape a little bit, um, just a bunch of things kind of didn't go my way. And then I, I feel like I can honestly say I didn't get a full opportunity, um, but I, I could have done things better too. I, like I told you guys, the first couple of spots, I wasn't uh, confident, I wasn't competitive i wasn't a leader all those things that have made me who i am the past two yeah. years i was afraid to be those things because i didn't feel like i was qualified enough to 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 be that person so um I, for sure i take blame in in all of those situations i could have been who i am but um you have know you
1: now found the way uh, that you know this is for me at least how it works how i do that
2: i i think so yeah the last two years um just kind of, you know, being trying to be a leader, trying to be, uh, you know, a voice out there on the court, getting guys in the right spots. Uh, even sometimes I'm wrong. Probably a lot of times I'm wrong, maybe. But uh, at least we're talking about it. We're communicating about it. Um, and just being confident as a as a scorer has been really big for me um, the last two years because, like I said, they put me in this box that I was just a passer and, and I can pass. It's what I love doing. Yeah. But if I can also score the ball, it kind of unlocks everything for the, whatever team you I'm become on.
1: become a more dangerous player as exactly. well. Exactly. And it opens, up my, it opens yeah. up my passing even more. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, trying,
2: trying to find that balance, uh, it was great. It was great to find that last year and then continue to do that this year.
3: Yeah. And maybe the Dutch way of working, is that uh, what fits you uh, most? I think so.
2: I, you know, I give a lot of credit to Coach O. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a chance on me last year um, and just kind of gave me the keys mm-hmm. to the to the car. And, you know i started off pretty bad i don't know if you guys remember some of the first games we played donar we got beat
1: yeah but you had uh shane hammock then running point guard as well shane hammock played a (laughs) couple games with us
2: Uh, i never got to play with shane because he signed with uh, the belgium team after Mm. that before i was able to play but uh yeah it took me a while but he kept believing in me um and just you know kind of just took off at the end of the year last year and then still this year just kind of just instilling me with confidence and uh just letting me be who I am as a player and, and, and letting me play confidently and free.
0: I think the Netherlands will always have a, 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 a special spot in your heart. Very, uh, very, very yeah.
2: special place. E- even you know, last year with Joost, those people I'm still very close with, uh, a great organization and club there, up-and-coming club, uh, took a chance on me. And kind of, like I said, let a coach but also the club took a chance on me and just let me be myself and uh, I'm forever grateful for that and then what i've you know with donar this year just uh you know i haven't been out there as much as i would have liked to be mm-hmm. but still winning the cup sunday and then hopefully building on that and uh for sure netherlands will always have
0: a special place that wasn't your uh, first cup final no, it oh. wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> back back to back. Yeah, do we have to talk about that? <laughs> uh, well,
1: well, it's, it's it was that? an amazing cup run, though. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, it was. Thinking back on that, it was actually is actually crazy to um, just kind of got hot at the right time. I think you know we weren't the most talented team, but we really believed in each other.
1: We were like a wolf pack.
2: Exactly. We we were maybe six or seven guys deep. But we really believed in each other. Um, we really we worked hard every day. Um, I'm still really close with a lot of those guys. And we're really we're really proud of, even though we didn't win it and we felt like we should have won it, we're still really proud of what we did that season, beating
1: some big teams and uh, having the games that we did. Yeah, you're close with uh, Jet Spillman, who still plays there. Absolutely. He's one of the guys that I think really represents that mentality that you guys had at Joost last year. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, or maybe unfortunate enough to watch a game uh, during the COVID protocol this year. With the ones you lost against uh, Joost this uh-huh. year, uh, and Spielman, he's like trash talking, going at it. I think getting his teammates involved a lot. I think he picked some of that up for me. Maybe he'll be <laughs> mad at me f-
2: for saying that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually we were t- we were talking a little bit to each other while he was on the court. I'm calling out what moves he's doing in the post. Mm. He's very predictable player, but. No I'm just kidding uh, he's a uh, he's he's a good player, like I said we had a we had a solid team, we loved playing with each other, we had fun uh and and you know we had nothing to lose playing against Donar, playing against Zola, playing against denbosch like we're supposed to lose, so we can go out there and just do do whatever we want to do, play however we want to play, and at the end of the day, if we win it's just a it's a positive if we lose, then we were supposed to lose in the end yeah. so um but I think you needed that year absolutely absolutely i need you know like i said i didn't play that great in the beginning I, I was averaging a lot of assists uh but i wasn't shooting the ball that great and so it kind of unlocked you know even some capabilities in myself that i didn't know that i had yeah. just going on at the end of the year especially going on the scoring runs that i went on um
0: everybody in the league talked about yeah.
2: you yeah it was it was a it was a whirlwind of a, about a week there where we beat Donar then we beat Zwola lost the cup final then we played Dimbosh in the playoffs and beat denbosch in game one Um uh, and i was scoring the ball really well that's 52 points uh, we all yeah. said what the heck is <laughs> you were scoring the ball you had 52 it was points like, uh, that game was a was a blur um amazing uh, uh almost up there with i think sunday is, is above that but uh i didn't even know i had 52 in that moment i hmm. think uh i knew i had a lot but I was thinking maybe 35, something like that. And then they told me, um, like afterwards I was stretching and I just, I couldn't believe it. almost got emotional a little bit because it's just such a big win for our club. And then for me to have not had the success I've had in Europe so far, and then come and have the year I had last year, um, and score the ball like that and kind of just show what I can do is, was just, just a beautiful moment. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the next game against Dimbosch, I think I had forty three, maybe, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So just got like I said, got hot at the right time and kinda unlocked something in myself that I, I didn't know that I mm. had. had.
0: What did your dad uh say to you after those games?
2: It was a it was emotional. It was emotional. Um he's been he's been the one telling me the whole time that I need to score more. And I'm like you don't know what you're talking about. Like this is what they want me to do. They want me to pass. This is what makes me special and different. And he was like, "Oh, you gotta look to score. You gotta look to score." And I, you know, so he was kind of like, "I told you so," a little yeah, bit, exactly. Um, but just a pretty emotional for my for my mother too, because um, they know the struggles that I went through in Europe those first uh, two two years, um, and they they supported me to keep playing and keep going, and so having that moment them watching that on the tv um was really special for them too i think
3: and and has your dad been able to visit europe uh in the the past year he has not um my my mother has yeah you twice
2: yeah um my dad he wants to get out here but Mm -hmm. it just hasn't hasn't lined up yet but he will he'll he'll for sure get out here at some point maybe this season hopefully hopefully i don't he hasn't i don't think he's been in an atmosphere like martini plaza in a playoff series i think I think he would really enjoy that so yeah. maybe he'll listen to this and he'll get uh convinced to come to come watch well, Yeah, we will
0: show him around all right at yeah. the end of may <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because uh what do you think about the city about uh, groningen it's great from from what i've seen
2: um it's a college town so it's young it's, it's a lot going on um a lot to do a lot of nice restaurants to eat um, yeah, you could pretty much find find something to do on any on any uh, on any street, especially the the strip downtown. Um, so it's it's a great place. It's one of the better places that i played in in Europe for because sure. Because I
0: gotta ask you, uh, how did did that COVID uh, period? Uh, how was that for you? Because we talked also. Well, in comparison to Mar- Marcus, also said it was difficult for me mm. during COVID, and now we are. I think post COVID, you know. I hope so. Uh, I fingers hope so. Crossed. <laughs> uh,
2: COVID was very, very interesting, especially how it started. I was in, so I was in Spain. Yep. My season hadn't gone very well. Actually, in Africa, where the you know, so we have the, the border to Africa, yeah, and in the and in the ocean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's yeah. one of the most unusual places on this planet. So they, yeah. so
2: when everything happened, they shut everything down, air, uh, airports. You couldn't go anywhere. So we couldn't go anywhere. But our also our season wasn't over. Spanish, uh, oh, they're yeah. Spanish. They have a lot of pride in their basketball. Yeah. Even though we were second division, it was like they didn't want to come out and cancel. So they would cancel a week at a time. They wouldn't cancel the full season. Mm-hmm. And I had finally played two or three good games in a row where I was starting. The last game I had like 12 assists. I was finally playing well. And then COVID hit. So I wanted it to restart. I wanted to stick it out. I wanted to play for a chance because we had a good chance to, to promote to ACB. Yeah. We had a really good team. Um, and so we we wanted to play, but they just kept on postponing, postponing. So I was actually in quarantine. um, on a beach i lived on the beach which is amazing got tan <laughs> for the first time in my life um all the way until like early early june from march till early june no, no, beaches, J- in no, no beaches, beaches in dallas no beaches <laughs> in dallas no a little bit further south but uh and then so so that year was interesting uh ended up going home i had to take a uh overnight boat into spain and then take a flight or train to madrid and then a flight from madrid to dallas so it was pretty difficult to get home well wow. um and then last year it's it's also a bit exciting it what it, i can i can say i've done stuff that people will never be able to say exactly. they've done um, yeah. so yeah it was it was amazing it it was it was cool yeah. i lived on the my agent was like we need to get you home i was like why i'm living on the like i'm on the beach i'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking out to the beach every day i'm getting like tan like i'm working out like everything's everything's good like let's mm-hmm. just let's just ride this out i wanted to play again i thought there was hope for that but ended up not getting that but and then last year uh living in, in Nijmegen area uh small they call it a village vegan it's like a little bit out, yeah, vegan. Vegan. yeah yeah, a little bit outside of uh of Nijmegen yep, I yep. guess um it was a also an interesting experience because everything mm. was closed the whole year, yep. no fans at games uh bars restaurants mostly closed so but I lived with three people, so we had teammates t- three teammates yeah yeah. Yep. And so in that in that type of year, a lot of guys would want their own apartment. But for me, it was very nice to have that uh, camaraderie yeah. with those guys. Um, because without that, I would have just been alone. You know, probably watching hours and hours and hours of Netflix, oh. and you know, probably would have been a pretty dark place if if I had to spend all those hours alone. So really fortunate um, for those guys, getting you know having a great year with them. Um, and really, some of my best friends to this day living with those guys, and uh, yeah. So two two very interesting hmm. Corona Corona what, sides. Uh,
0: what did you? Th- what were your thoughts about Donar when you played uh, at Yo's United? Um, I'd heard like a lot of hype around it, and uh,
2: like the just the the club in general, a lot of championships, um, a lot of prestige behind it from the past. Uh, and then you know i didn't when we played them i, I wasn't that impressed um, i think we lost by 8 the first time and we had only been practicing for a couple weeks so you know i knew we weren't as talented but for all the hype that it was getting i was like oh, i don't really get it and then mm-hmm. when i got here playing here I, I like i see it all now the the fans the the arena um, the pride, all of that is just is uh, is amazing. It's uh, yeah. like nothing I've ever experienced in Europe, for sure. And this is maybe the first club you you knew about before you came to play here. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I didn't get to play in Martini Plaza last year, but I've heard it's it's a temple of of the of basketball in the Netherlands, and so mm-hmm. I was really excited yeah. about that. Um, and knew obviously knowing Coach O2... It yeah. was a big, big deal for me and coming here. How, how
3: did, th- uh, yeah, how Sorry. did that go?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> coach. O came here. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then everybody was,
3: talking, oh, <laughs> yeah. he has to take Luke. He has to take Luke to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on that
1: bandwagon as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> <for> <laughs> time. We the, were all in that the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, It developed pretty quickly.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh I had a lot of people asking me about it, and I hadn't heard anything about it yet. So I was just like, they probably thought I was lying, but I really, I hadn't heard anything about it. So. Uh, I just waited for that call and um talked to my agent and we've of course we thought it was the the best move for me to um have just have a familiar it 's also stability you know stability. You're in the same
0: country uh, you 're in this with this, with the same coach with a
2: coach that knows what I can yeah. do and i don 't have to you know go out there and try to prove myself. Like I have in other places, and he knows exactly what I can do, what I can't do. You know the league already. I know the league. So yeah. it, it was just a very comfortable situation and something that was a no-brainer almost to me. But that's
0: okay or not, to be comfortable.
2: He, yeah. I, I, I think not too comfortable. No, no. Um, mm-hmm. But in a sense, yeah, for sure. I think.
0: Uh, but when being, I look at your path and all those stories and Latvia and That's what evening, I was missing, I and, think. And, and, and that strange place in Spain slash Morocco. <laughs> yes. Well, you. I think you deserved some stability. I
2: I think uh, just being able to be myself and be confident Mm. in what I what I do, not what this coach wants me to do or this club wants me to do. Mm. Just being able to be myself love it or hate it like this is who i am and so uh, exactly. yeah. it was yeah. it was great to be able to carry that over into this year
3: the haters are, are yet to be found Yeah. <laughs> there, there's definitely some out there for well, sure you no, guys you not guys, in Groningen maybe in the boss you guys
2: aren't you guys aren't looking hard <laughs> the enough they're oh, definitely okay. out there <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, how, how important is uh, coach for you
2: really important uh like i said uh just taking a chance on me when my options were almost none so I, I would say slim, but almost none. Like it was it was very, very that summer. I'm like, it's August. I still don't have a job. It's like, man, maybe maybe this is it. Honestly, I had, called, I had some yeah. of those thoughts, and then my my agent hit me one day and um, just told me like this club this club in the Netherlands is interested. I'm like, okay, sign it. Like I'm ready. <laughs> Talked on the phone with coach, and uh, he's an American, which. There's no language barrier, um, which helps because in Spain, big language barrier. Um, And just we just kind of hit it off from the first time we talked. um, Had the same ideas about everything. And he told me from the first time he talked to me that he believes in me. He can't. He told me he couldn't believe I was available, and he wants me to come and and run his team and um, just try to help us win as many games as
1: possible.
0: Yeah, I think he's all also perfect for Donor now at the moment because of his Dutch connection, you know. Yep. And because he knows the club as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I agree,
1: I
2: agree. Yeah.
0: Um, this was a strange year because the year started in COVID uh, situation and then the people came back and then the people left and then they came back again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a strange uh, season. But uh, let's talk about the team. Yeah. Uh You grew a lot,
2: I, I think As so. A team. You know, I'm. I hate I hate that I'm getting a bunch of attention in this time because, like, I think our team deserves all the attention. Like, we've really grown together. Um, we've been through some tough times. We've gotten pretty unlucky with some things, with uh, some injuries. You know, uh, you name it. We've we've probably dealt with it. Um, and just seeing like the growth, even before I came back, I felt like we were really getting somewhere. Um, so. You know, I think the team deserves so so much credit. We work we work our, our butts off. Seriously, like the practices here are like are like wars. Like we're going at each other, super competitive. Um, it's it's like nothing that I've I've experienced mm-hmm. in Europe. So I, I think uh, it, we're so deep that I think it's just going to carry us into the length of the season. Hopefully,
1: yeah. You said in the uh, in, in one of the Dutch newspapers uh, these things that you think you are the deepest and you are the best squad. Um, have you? always believe it from the start of the season or is that something that has been growing along the season i mean i think i think
2: i always thought it um but just also adding jimmy gavin and dante thomas i think you know solidifies that probably i think you know we could say we're 11 deep probably right now yeah. which I, I don't know who else can say that um so yeah i i've always been confident in this team we played really good in the preseason. Uh, we yeah, won
1: against Antwerp with big numbers. The we, guys you play we, on Sunday. We won
2: against Antwerp. We won against uh, Bakken, who's final four of mm-hmm. champion er, yeah. uh, of of uh, of Europe Cup. Yeah. So, you know, we knew we knew we had the pieces. It's just about getting it getting it all to mesh. And uh, obviously, guys being out never helps. Even the Thomas Kunis, we missed him tremendously. Uh, just being a leader. Getting guys together. Especially um, in the defensive end. He's defensively. So he's yeah. so physical. He's he you know, he's always in the right spot. Big offensive rebounds, all those things. Lotana missed a stretch during Europe Cup. Yep. Henry missed a stretch during Europe Cup. So it's been it's been really tough. Like, you know, we can of course it's easy to make excuses, but like it's hard when you when you don't have the same you, you have no continuity of your team or who's going to be out there. It it makes things a lot more difficult.
1: Yeah, even practice-wise, you know, when, when all these guys are out, it's really hard to, to get better. Yeah. yeah to get it better it is for sure.
2: It is. Yeah. We, all those things, hopefully it's all behind us. Uh, but you know, it, we've been through it this year for sure.
3: You, yeah. you were there, uh, at, at the practices this, this four or five months you, uh, yeah, you were there a lot of the time with, uh, when the other guys, uh, were for, on the, for sure. The yeah.
2: Trying to pull my weight any way I can. Um, yeah. You know some of the guys probably would tell you i'm
3: i'm too vocal or too mm. too, too talkative mm. um yeah but maybe like you, yeah you were uh, uh besides uh jan Stalman, you were the second uh, try, coach. just trying
2: to help us yeah mm. just whatever i whatever came to my mind whatever i could see to try to help um i just i felt so bad about not being able to be out there for coach for for coach jan for my teammates for for the board like just for the fans mm. everybody i felt so bad so I wanted to do everything in my power to to help us, mm. and um, you know, maybe I helped none, maybe I helped a lot. I don't know, but at I least, I, at yeah. least I, th- I can. I
0: think Yannick and I are thinking about the same now. I've got <laughs> an, an anecdote <laughs> okay. from the Swaller, away, Swaller, oh, away.
2: away. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. a, Oh, it yeah. away. I got a technical. Make, yeah, okay.
3: not my. No, no, not you. The, the bench.
2: One the of bench. the first bench. times that the coach was really, really, really got mad at me. Yeah,
0: we saw and, that. And,
3: uh, you we, know, were,
0: we were in the away section.
3: Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you guys there. Yeah, but. Do you know uh I got mad at the coach. Yeah. yeah. Because yelling out at you. Yeah. Because the coach was, was also mad. Well, <laughs> well it was a it was here's, here's sit my, the
0: F down. Here's my thinking of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell, after tell I got okay.
2: the, after I got the tech, we went on like a 10 0 run. So I don't want to say that I started <laughs> it. But
0: like that's
2: but kinda what it kind of what it feels like to uh, me. So yeah. I, after the game I apologized to the team, but okay. I was like, yeah, you know, like we kind of went on a run after. You it. Got, so you guys kind of had a little
1: f- needed to have a little fire. Nah, in there, I don't know. Right?
2: It, it was, I just I get too competitive, and hmm. I hate that I can't be out there, and it just yeah. it, it makes me boil. So, yep. um, especially with some of the referees, mm. we don't have to get into that. But
3: uh, last Sunday, they, I think they, they were, did a good. They did yeah. a decent job. We they, were talking about that today in practice. They let them play. They let us play. Oh, in yeah. a game and like it, that,
2: it you was don't, a great game. In a game like that, yeah. This is what I wish I could sit down with the referees and say is that. You don't want to. You don't want to stand out. Your job is to just kind of control the game and let let the players decide yeah. it. But the le, the less that you're involved, the
3: better. Yeah, and, and, and we always thought these these Belgian uh, referees were well letting uh, things go. Yeah, but when we were, were no stand, standard, yeah, it wasn't oh, the case. Oh, it yeah. was unbelievable. We had, I think, it was one in three. The first three minutes. Yep. Yeah, there, there was oh, one was. point in the game where
1: Lotana was. Yeah, looking yeah. back to the referee after he'd blown the whistle again and he was yeah. like is it a travel is it a foul on me is it a foul on me <laughs> something him? on me it it, tell me you know uh, yeah <laughs>
3: but it wasn't on Lieutenant no it wasn't <laughs> on him he was like okay that's, that's fine you know
1: that, Yeah, yeah. Now, I was thinking about something else as well because when ah. you were almost like one of the assistant coaches we were talking about that and uh, I visited uh, the light and away game without a crowd uh-huh. during COVID protocol you were walking um, with Coach O during halftime towards mm-hmm. the locker room and he had like a play on oh, his yeah. board and all that. You wiped that out. <laughs> <laughs> you came with another well, they, play, they, they and he were, was looking at it like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna do this as well." They it's, were
2: running. uh They were. They had a zone that they yeah. surprised us with, and we were struggling to score with it. And so we were just kind of brainstorming of of what we could do on the fly to to try to score because we were really struggling scoring and. uh End up winning the game, so maybe it worked out. Not the not the prettiest game, but uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. it's one of the great things about Coach O is he kind of he's not. I've dealt with coaches that uh, that know everything. Yeah, they think they do, and uh, you know, try to do it all by themselves. But Coach is very open to listening to things and then taking what he believes and then instilling it. But um, I think he's part of the team. He yeah. is for sure, he, and we and, and we view him that way. Uh, he's he's a player's coach and.
1: um and he yeah. gives you the freedom to, also the f- when you're in yeah. the, uh, on the court, he gives you the freedom to, like, um, make your own decisions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's a good feeling, you know. Uh, I think that is something that maybe you haven't had. You know, I wasn't there. But maybe you haven't had in your career before. And abs- that's why it's working out now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it's big. Uh, because, it, like I
2: told you guys, I'm, I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the highest jumper my my biggest strength is is probably my IQ and uh, oh, your and your looks just just what I <laughs> <laughs> of course that of course but I, but you don't I did, win championship with looks <laughs> but i in, ba- in basketball though just uh, just being able to have the mental edge over yeah. whoever I'm going against yeah. so um, yeah. him letting me use that to the best of my ability even when I'm not playing is yeah I just felt
0: like I could try to help the team somehow yeah. that's why I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and no hoops <laughs> wow well. uh, um what what i'm uh, uh what I'm feeling what i'm hearing in this in this conversation uh is the is the big contrast like where you came from uh europe wise mm-hmm. and where you are now mm-hmm. I think you're in a happy place now for sure for sure it's like i've like i've said probably
2: ten times already it's uh it's somewhere where i i feel like i'm myself i can be myself mm-hmm. i can play the game of basketball the way i know i can play and so it's it's comfortable it's a good comfortable for sure
0: and you're getting better you're getting fitter absolutely because you had that uh uh that that that, that. for for how many months you were out five five over
2: a little bit over five yeah it was a long time um still trying to kind of play my way into shape i went a little bit over my minutes restriction on sunday but just
3: what's five minutes on a lifetime that was that was
2: except (laughs) expected probably um
0: yeah it's 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 heading in the right direction for sure yeah, yeah. and i'm thinking i'm thinking Donar is heading in the right direction also yes. uh, guys i agree yeah, i agree you know
2: i i think we're coming together at the right time yeah. uh really figuring each other out um i think i think everything that we want is in front of us you know all the prizes that we can win
3: we still have a chance to do that so um hopefully we keep building and i think we have our name to make in europe so uh Yep. Yeah, yeah yeah i, I think that well, would be part of that uh, the
2: aspirations uh yeah. of donar for sure to have a look i, I was torn i couldn't play in any of the Euro mm. cup games i know i really uh this is one of the big reasons why i signed here to have that opportunity you were part of the qualification in the uh, qualifier, qualifier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah in the qualifier and just yeah. wasn't able to mm. to help in those games and we really struggled so uh that was tough but uh yeah i think the aspirations of donar they want to they want to play at the highest level possible and so yeah we'll see we earned the ticket yeah yeah i know that's what they told me that's what they told me so that's
1: that's big time yeah that's big time you know who didn't know that mark carlson (laughs) really he (laughs) had a podcast Uh, he has a podcast ah they can do podcasts listen to it sometimes because he gives kind of nice insights okay i've heard i've heard uh, he has some good stuff yeah but he uh, he, said a cool like, uh, yeah, he said, like, yeah, the cup final, but it isn't important because there's nothing to
3: earn there. So he didn't and, know that there and? was a European ticket. And oh, he also, wow. He, also he said, said that before said, the game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also said it's for low-level teams. It's for low-level teams as uh, well. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe make... last year, hey, uh, Joost and and and, and Ball uh, played it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but he just looked one year back and not oh, to wow. the rest of the history. That's a big prize. I mean, yeah. Yeah. anytime
2: yeah. you can get a... Woo. He, he saw how big of a prize it was. Uh, and he knew
1: during the game. <laughs> now, now
3: he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. We thought so too.
0: Well, right. guys, do you have a final question for our Ooh. number one? Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: question you hate to ask. Oh. Uh, that's the one that we also got in uh, mm. the Twitter feedback and all that. And that's the question if uh, Austin is planning on staying for next year uh and that's a question that you almost can't answer because you don't know obviously but. yeah it's it's
2: right now i'll say my focus is just on getting healthy and uh just just helping trying to help us win this year um yeah. and it's right now it's taking all of my focus to do that yeah, so of unfortunately yeah i can't really answer it um we'll see
3: time will tell We'll do all a good. Right. We go, uh, do a good word with uh, Drago Pasalic, uh, Okay, We know Drago, technical. so yeah, yeah. All right, all right. He's he's a friend <laughs> of
0: the show, also. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, Astana, um, I really want to thank you for being on our podcast on the Russo Radio. Uh, do you have do you have a final question for us or a final message to our to the donor fans?
2: Uh, just really, really appreciative of everybody involved. Uh, you know we can look at Sunday, but just overall the whole year has mm-hmm. um, just been great. We hope you guys keep coming out. You guys have no idea how much it means to us to to see the the field arena with uh, loud fans. So um, we all appreciate it, and uh, we hope we can bring home a couple more prizes.
0: Okay, great, all right? Well, we're gonna wrap this one up, and I'm doing uh, the last uh, few uh, the, the 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 outro. I'm gonna do that in Dutch. No problem. <laughs> Je kan ons uh, volgen op Twitter. Yannick via het Jannik. Masson. Bas via Ad, Donar 2014. En mij via Ad klaasje En SS, de Russo Radio is op Twitter, Facebook en Instagram te volgen. Via het Donar Podcast. Je kan ook deze podcast abonneren. Via Transistor, Spotify, Google Podcast en Apple Podcast. En luister je via Apple Podcast. Laat er dan ook even een leuke achter. De Russo Radio is een productie van KVM Media. Volg hem via Ad KVM Media. En neem een kijkje op kaviamedia.nl. Nog belangrijker steun ons via onze petje. Daf-pagina. De link vind je in de show notes en op social media. Dit was een extra podcast met Austin Luke van De Russo Radio. En ook in deze extra podcast blijven wij het roepen... tot donor!